All right, welcome everybody. Hope you are doing well today. We are excited to get this podcast going, and we are just truly blessed to be here. Uh, I am truly blessed to be here next to uh, Joe Razo, and so I get to introduce him more right now. But I wanted to kind of say the or take the opportunity to tell you what this podcast is going to be doing. Uh, we we want to share the gospel to the world. And we want to be able to question and answer, ask questions, and have the answers for some of the uh, maybe topics that we kind of deal with on a daily basis. Uh, and I know how the world is going on right now. There is a lot of uh, questions that us as believers, we ask ourselves. Um, and I think it's important to just talk about them. So this, that's the purpose of this podcast, to be able to share the word, to, to, you know, to share the, the wisdom that God has given uh, some of the guests that we will be bringing in, including Joe Razzle today. And so uh, we just want to have that opportunity to share that with you as well. So I know some of you guys will be watching us through YouTube. Others will be watching us through uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, or maybe just you're on your car. You know, or you know, and, and you're listening to us on your way to work, or uh, you're traveling somewhere. So we just want to make sure that we provide a truthful, uh, uh, biblical, truthful uh, topics to you, uh, and provide the, uh, the the the, cor- the correct answers that uh, we should be giving and not straying away from the Word of God. So today we have Joe Raza with us. And it is exciting. I know we tried to record last time. We had a, a technical issue, but we will do it all over again. Uh, and so, Joe Razo, you know I know you, but other people's don't. And we, I think you are a blessing to here at Levine Baptist Church. Uh, you're a blessing to our community here in Levine. And so, but I would like for you to kind of get to uh, introduce yourself and your ministry as well. Well, thank you. Um, I always try to give God the glory. You know, yeah. a lot, most yeah. of the, half the time I forget, but but the Lord is what's uh, Amen. Uh, made my heart what it is. Um, my life has been what it's been, and and uh, you knew from the start. So um, the Lord is the one that is behind uh, basic mission and uh, right. me and my heart and my wife and, and the ministry that we do. Um. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a God thing. Um, I guess I can start out this time by uh, by saying that I was homeless myself. It's a ministry to the homeless. That that's what Basic Mission is. It's a ministry to the homeless, and uh, I've known the Lord since I was. Um, I figured it out or tried to think about it and figured out I was about nine years old. Right. Oh wow. So yeah, nine years old when you met the Lord for the first time and when I knew yeah when I met him for the first time and knew that he existed and beyond a shadow of a doubt just as sure as there there was a church I was going into or a street outside I knew there was a God and Jesus Christ was my savior amen and there are many kids out there that can't get to know God at nine years old yeah well I did and um I I always stayed close I prayed I I would uh uh, you know, through my life, um, 
but when I became homeless is uh, is when I learned a lot about homelessness, and I believe that's that's why I ended up uh, starting this homeless ministry. Wow, so. wow. And so, guys, uh, for those, because uh, I haven't shared the topic yet, I wanted to kind of introduce Joe Razo, um, but like he said, he he has a homeless ministry that he uh, implements here at Levine. Um, but the topic of this message is the Great Commission. And your ministry with the Great Commission go with one another. I mean, that's that's what we were called to do, not just pastors or not preachers or, you know, not just a few, but every single disciple, you know, every single believer uh, is called to share the gospel, to, you know, to get, be, and get uh, you know, just be able to share uh, about Jesus out to the world. Um, so tell us more about your, your ministry, Joe. Um, what the ministry is basically, we, we, uh, it's an outreach ministry. So we, um, drive the streets in the middle of the night between like nine o'clock and midnight, two days a week. And we just, it's, it's a very easy ministry, really. I mean, you drive around looking for people in need and right. there's no shortage of people in need out there. There's a lot of that out there, you know, and, uh, we give out, uh, we, we've got Bibles, food, water, clothing, um, prayer, uh, and, and we just drive the streets during that time looking for vulnerable homeless people that um, don't have these things, shoes, jackets, clothing. Some of them are coming out of the jail since uh, Lower Buckeye Jail is not too far from here. There's times when we see, see them out there wearing the white suit, right, right. you know. So we, we, you know, help them out with clothes and and, and from what I know, you just don't implement, I mean, we know there's a lot of people who share the gospel in the streets uh, and to the homeless, but a lot of them tend to do it during the daytime. But you, Joe, you do it during the nighttime that, I mean, just walking to the store can be just dangerous now. I can't imagine you sharing the gospel uh, during the night. What, what, what are your hours that you're usually sharing the, the gospel? So we go, out, we go out around 9 o'clock. It used to be 8. But now it's kind of gotten to nine o'clock at night till wow. midnight, one in the morning. The reason why I start, I still do it in the middle of the night, is when I started the ministry before I even actually became a, you know, an actual nonprofit. After about uh, three or four years, uh, another Christian friend of mine suggested us getting our nonprofit status for no other reason that we could probably get some water and blankets from the city. Wow. And we do. We we get water from the city. Oh wow, so, that's that's a blessing. Yeah, it's a real blessing. It helps out a lot. But what happened was when I finished my homelessness, uh, I was about thirty eight, from thirty four to thirty eight. And the problem was, um, like a lot of other homeless people out there, they I had a relationship with the Lord. I I knew the Lord existed. I didn't. I was not taking advantage of grace. I knew right. that in my heart. I was not doing that. But I was having problems. I, I was in trouble. So just like anybody else, you knew Jesus. Yeah. You had oh, a relationship. Yeah. But just like all of us, we you had a problem, you know. Yeah, I had a problem. And, and it's really hard to explain, but the timeline for a homeless person, or this is just, you know, my my perspective. One day to us is like three days to them. To wow. us, to us homeless people. 
So when we're when we're doing something, and, and two months to us is like six months to a homeless person. Wow. It's just hard to explain with the timeline. The reason why I say that is because sometimes I try to think of how to explain it. I'm not sure if this is a good way to explain it, but when Peter cut the ear off of the guy, yeah. when, when you know Jesus is going and, and and you know Jesus knows the plan and and but Peter doesn't, so he goes off and and swings his sword right and yeah. cuts that guy's ear off. Well, right in that instant, he was being disobedient. You know, he, he yeah. wasn't he wasn't doing what <laughs> what, what he was supposed, what he's supposed to. to do. Yeah. Well, that was an instant to to the homeless person. That instant. Is longer is a longer period of time, you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's a longer instant, and um, what happened to me was I couldn't quit uh, doing doing the crystal meth. I, I was doing crystal meth, okay, wow. and I couldn't quit. I mean, I realized I couldn't quit. Just like when you forget your keys in the car, I didn't think I thought I could quit without asking the Lord. I, I didn't think I was going to need the Lord's help, right? Okay. I just thought I was going to be able to quit. Well, the day that I realized I couldn't. It's like when you forget your keys in the car. Right. Just like that. And I realized it. Now, and, you know. Uh, Joe, just look, sorry to interrupt you, but you said something that you thought you could quit. And sometimes us that don't ha or have never experienced, for example, a drug addiction, uh, I think it might be, can it be more easier for us? Like, oh, why doesn't he just quit? Or why doesn't she just quit doing yeah. drugs? Is it more, is, is, I think it's more easier to say it, but. Hearing yeah. you out, and, and there's it's two not things. as easy. Yeah, and there's two things. I, I'm glad you brought that up because it reminded me of something else. On the on our basic mission card, I put the scripture in Ephesians, right. Ephesians 6, uh, 10. And it talks about the spiritual, it's a spiritual battle that right. we're not fighting against flesh and blood, against right. principalities, yep. That's true. Uh, against rulers of darkness, and depending on the translation, what, what it says. But it's the same, you know, the, yeah. the point is the same. And I realized that, that when I was abusing these drugs, I was seeing things that it seemed to me like I'm not supposed to be seeing, which was things in that spiritual realm. Right. It right. puts you into a realm that we're not supposed to be in. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and when you abuse drugs or alcohol, it puts our minds into a realm that we're really not supposed to be in. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and I, I, I've seen it, you know, with my own eyes. But anyways, I couldn't quit. I realized it, like when I locked my keys in the car, and I had that same feeling, and that's when I knew the Lord existed, just as much as I knew that there's a Circle K on the corner. Right, yeah. So I, I, I just, I just, I had to ask the Lord for help. Not, not that it was a bad thing, but I got to the point where, since I knew the Lord, I had to ask him for help, and, and, and the Lord was able, he helped me. Amen. He helped me. He didn't make it easy. But he made it to where it was possible. Right. He made it to where my free will was able to do it. But I, I was hooked. They used to teach us, don't get hooked on drugs. And I was hooked. Man. Now, when I apply that to the, that's part of the education I got in homelessness and drug addiction to where I can go back and help these people because they, some of them don't realize that they can't quit yet. Okay. Most, most people, uh, there comes a time when they can't quit. That they just can't quit. There's some people, yeah, they can. I don't know what the percentages are, but my guess would be 60% of the people can't quit. They just can't. But but then if you really want to mess with the, the numbers, maybe 40% uh, or 30%, half of those people know the Lord. 
and they can reach out to the Lord for help. Right. The other 30%, they're, they're in trouble. Those are the people we need to, you know, every position is necessary for sharing the gospel. The position that I try to, to take is a long-term relationship with, with the homeless people that I'm dealing with. So, oh, I've got this chart. Do you want me to show the chart? Yeah, yeah, show, this, the show, show it, please. I had to try to think of how to explain this to people uh, w w about sharing the gospel. I want to share it. I mean, I want to read the Bible. I want to lead people to the Lord just as much as everybody else. But sometimes I have to hold back, or a lot of times I have to hold back, and I have to give them unconditional love. Right. I got to love them as the Lord would, and I got to get myself into a spot where I'm able to to help them, right. to, to be able to, to lead them. And this is what happens. In my case, I had heartbreak. I went through a divorce, and I had terrible heartbreak. Other people, I've heard every story that you could probably imagine. A little kid died. Four-year-old got hit by a car in front of him. Uh, his wife got hit by a semi uh, in his arms. You know, that type of thing is heartache. Right, okay? yeah. And heartache, if you go up on somebody right in the middle of that heartache, it's really hard. They got to finish crying. You got to let them finish crying, just like right. just like old Peter had to put his sheath back in his belt. Yeah. You know, he, he had to put his sheath back. I don't know. Maybe the Lord uh, reprimanded him before he put his yeah. sword back. I don't know. The other one is substance abuse. The, the, the substance abuse alters your mind where you just can't really absorb what anybody's trying to teach you or, 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 or you know, express to you. So here's the, the chart, the thing I drew. It's a pie. So you have heartache. The person is just suffering from major sadness. Right, yeah. And then you have the substance abuse. They're just basically wasted. Yeah. Wasted on drugs or alcohol. Okay, then you pepper them together. That's what the, these little dots are. And, and, and you mix it all together and you're doing outreach. This is for an outreach person. Okay? Right. Yes. You're out there doing outreach and, and, and you're hitting them here, 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 here. They may just start crying as you're starting to tell them. Or they may ask you, can you pray for me? And spray down crying. Well, I hate to. I hate to say it, but I that's a good opportunity for me to bring them to the Lord or to pray with them. If they ask me that, because they're in this area crying, and that's something that's maybe that's all they need. They don't need maybe a whole lecture, a whole entire scripture. All yeah. they need is just someone to to pray for them and and, and to love them and to touch them and the, their shoulder and the yeah. and to say it's okay. Let, let me pray for you. But this blue part with the little right. specks in it is the is the little sliver that is an opportune time to lead them to the Lord the way evangelists, pastors, people. Anybody leads people to the Lord. This is my, this is just me. I'm not saying this for anybody, but this is how I, I see it. Because if I try it out of the area, I can try, but they may never want to talk to me again because I caught them at this point and, and, and they just, they never want to have nothing to do with me again. And I, I think that's something so important for us that do go out there and try to share, I don't know, maybe pass out a track or maybe try to talk to a homeless out there or someone on the streets or just maybe uh, somebody walking to the store and you just want to share the gospel to them. Maybe they are doing that heartbreak uh, moment. Yeah, but, you know, they could be. But but here's the, here's the other thing, Caesar, is that I, I honestly believe that every... Every aspect and every way is mm -hmm. necessary. 
Every way is necessary. I think every way is necessary. I have people ask me, should I give uh, out uh, food at Thanksgiving for the homeless people? Or should I give them money? Or should I this? Or should I that? Um, I have my my way of doing it, yeah. right? And I have my, I, I was homeless four years. I did drugs. I've seen <laughs> evil things. My way is different. Yeah. You can't expect it to be the same as a person that, that's never done been through this you know like we have different perspectives yeah and i believe that even though they make a big mess and there's a bunch of trash and and there's even wasted food around thanksgiving when people are trying to give out all that food yeah i believe it's necessary it's a necessary thing because the lord has put in that person's heart or those people's hearts to do that and i don't want to be the guy to tell them that no that's telling them don't do what the lord told you to do that's not my position. No. My position is just to basically give give my my input on how I do it. So for all those people that do want to go out there and share the gospel, maybe go on. We got the holidays coming in. We got Thanksgiving. We got Christmas. You want to go give out a gift or a turkey or pass out a, a wa- just a water bottle and a track. All that works. Everything, right? I believe every part is necessary. I really do. Okay. And right. and, and the cities. And and the institutions and, and, and basically the, the the people that manage the cities, I go to meetings all the time and, and I listen to them being against that type of thing, yeah. and and there'll be times when I'll I'll have an opportunity to minister to those people, yeah. right in the middle of the meeting, I'll be able to say, look, I believe if the Lord leads a person to do something, then they should do it, and they just all kind of don't know what to say because the, I have nothing to lose. And saying that in a meeting, I have yeah. everything to gain because I'm speaking for the Lord. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I just wanted and, to bring that up. God works in different, in mysterious ways. Yeah. Though. Yeah. I, I guess. Yeah. Definitely. The other thing is some of the meetings that that I find a little bit interesting. You know, I I, I get a kick out of it, sort of. And this is at secular meetings, like for the cities and Maricopa County and things like that. When I say. I just take my direction from the Lord. You know, yeah. when I say that, or I say, um, more than likely, there's hopefully there's going to be a miracle of some sort that's going to help us out because we really don't know. I'll say something, an open-ended statement that the Lord can only finish. finish yeah. You know, and, and, and I like to do that when it's appropriate. I have to make sure it's appropriate. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. And, uh, Joe, so... You not only talk and share the gospel to homeless, like you said uh, a few minutes ago, you were homeless, you've experienced it, and now you have healed from that, and you're doing what God's calling you to do. Now, Joe, is there a certain time or maybe a special a person that just really impacted you that you're like, oh, man, I am doing what God's calling me to do? You know one of those moments? Yeah, there, there's... um. Okay, one of them was um, we also have a, uh, an operation we do at a park where we go every other Sunday and we gather with the with them and uh, give yeah. out supplies and, and interact with them. We've been doing that since the really the very beginning, uh, before yeah, since the beginning of the ministry. But uh, yeah, we were at, at the picnic. I a- I asked the Lord's permission to do this picnic. I, I was doing the the night outreach. I started out on a bike. <laughs> before I even, uh, before I even, uh, I just 
started doing it without even thinking. What I did was in asking the Lord, talking to the Lord, I started going to Bible classes twice a week. I did that for two years. Well, at the beginning of that, I wanted to preach, but the Lord changed my my uh, ministry. Right? Your ministry. So he, I guess maybe the way You wanted I, to be a preacher out in the I, I wanted to preach. Yeah, I wanted to preach. Yeah, I just wanted to, to not as much to be a preacher, just just I wanted to preach. Just preach. Yeah. Right. And uh, which I guess the preacher preaches, but but anyways, what I learned was, well, when I started, I was going to these Bible classes, and and then I just started thinking, talking to the Lord. I think I'm going to go to all the places I that I slept, all the good places, because there's good places everywhere. So that's why I started at night. Mm. I started at eight o'clock at night on a mountain bike, and I would wake the person up, and I had a backpack and I had Bibles. I didn't. I don't have my Bible wallet. I forgot it, but I have a Bible wallet that that it's a biker wallet that that my Bible's in, and I used to carry. I still have it, but at the time I carried two. Uh, I carried one dollar bills, and Bibles and nutrition bars, and I'd wow. go up on the person that was sleeping. I'd wake them up. I'd tell them, "Hey, this is my spot," because there's always it seems that people coming trying to take your spot, and they <laughs> they get a little bit irritated. And I tell them, "No, I'm just going to all my old spots," and I would get to tell them. I'm out here doing the Lord, Lord's work now, yeah. and and I I tell them quick. You have to say, or for me, I have to do it fast. I've got Bibles, nutrition bars. I got Bibles and nutrition bars. I'd save the dollar bills. I wouldn't even offer the dollar bill till they get unless they got mad at me and right. ran me off, right? Yeah. So, which didn't happen very many very often. I got Bibles and nutrition bars, so they would say, "Sure, you know, I'll take." You know, most of the time, just a nutrition bar. Sometimes I'd give the Bibles out. But if they didn't want neither and they got really irritated, I'd tell them that I got $2 in my in my wallet, but it's my Bible wallet. And I'd, I'd tell them, I got to open my Bible to give you the 2 bucks. Do you want it or not? And they'd say, well, sure. And as I'm giving it to them, I'd tell them, hey, I, if you want, I can read your scripture while I'm at it. Yeah. Sometimes they'd say yes. Most of the time they'd say no. So that's how I started the, 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 the whole ministry, going at night. To be able to get the people where they're where they're at, like where they're trying to bed down. Right, right, okay. But I straight off the, the answer to your question, I was it was during one of the middle of the night runs that I went to the park, and I st stopped right at the corner of the park and I asked the Lord in my mind, um, I asked the Lord, can I come here, and have a picnic, for the people so I can just share your love with them and I could feel, I could feel it that yeah. Yeah, yeah, go that was ahead. It right there. So at that picnic, about you know, it was a couple years later. There's a lot of examples of of what, what you asked me, but this particular one stuck. There's a lot of rough characters out there, and uh, this one was guy was <laughs> he's a rough character. He's a Native American guy, kind of big, didn't look like a nice guy just by looking at him, right? Plus, he looked like he's in a bad mood, and he, he was a part of our picnic. Well, he called me out to the street to the parking lot. Mm. He says, "Hey." Come over here, and it was getting dark. I can. It wasn't dark, but it was getting dark. We right. would do it from sunup to sundown. And I go out there with him, and he just asked me. He says, "What what what is the deal about this this Jesus thing? Mm -hmm. who, who who is Jesus? And, and the Bibles you have over there? Can you tell me about it?" So I was able to sit. One of our volunteers had the the hatchback up on their car, so. We just sat down in that little hatchback looking out, and I was able to spend some time with him and, and, and bring him to the Lord. 
accept the Lord. That's that's one of the ones that sticks out. Another one is uh, a guy, Otis. He's passed away. Um, uh, it took me a long time to be able to, to to talk to him about the Lord, but he was able to get into an apartment, and uh, I would still go visit him. The ministry continues even after they get off the streets. We continue oh, wow. to minister to him. So we, that's something, yeah, we don't know about. Yeah, we continue to minister to him when they're in their apartments. Oh, wow. And, uh, God bless. and the Lord blessed us by having us be able to do the assessments to get them into apartments. Mm-hmm. So I'll do the assessment, and then we'll help them all the way through the process. Well, he'd been in his apartment about three years now. So, um, and, I, and I always give them a Bible when they get into their apartment. Whether they want it or not, whether they've asked me or not, if they don't want it, I'll take it back. They always take it. And uh, I went in to, to visit him, and his Bible was open. And I was able to talk to him about, because, you know, there's a difference between just having a Bible open and reading the Bible and knowing the Lord and accepting the Lord. Right, well, right, right. I was able to get down and dirty, what I would call in a good way, and 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 talk to him about the Lord and his salvation and the whole nine yards. And about two years later, he passed away. I was able to be with him. Wow. And it, so I guess you have to kind of try to build this relationship. Sometimes maybe going once helps, but I think maybe building those relationships helps yeah. even more. So what are your thoughts on that? Is, is, uh, is I, I it think more helpful to just kind of continue for, to try to have for, that communication with them and visit for, for them? For me, it is. Because they're all long-term relationships, okay. the people that I deal with out there. You know what I mean? The people on the streets when we do that. Because I give them my card. I give them my number. I tell them, call me anytime. So I'll get a call in the middle of the night. I'll get a call during the day. And they'll say, yeah, I met you like three years ago. And you gave me your card. I just got a call the other day. And he was from Levine. Wow. We just, I met him here at the church. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, he's in, from this area. And yeah. I met him at the church. And... We put them on. We bought a bus ticket to send them to New Mexico. But, anyways, that's a little bit of a long story. But he called me again because he said he found my card, nice. wanted to ride back to New Mexico. So we should never give up about when we give a track with our contact information. You never know; you might get that call. I get calls years later. Wow! So but you it, hear all the people watching us and listening to us. Never give up. You might get that phone call one day yeah. from an unexpected person that's right that yep. needs to hear about jesus and maybe it needs help and we have the best help there is jesus he's the best hope out there yeah and, and, and so and joe what are some of the challenges that you do face because i think it's easier to say oh yeah I, I go and share a track and i mean just for me going knocking door door by door and just getting the door slammed sometimes is kind of get a, a little not depressed but you know, a little sadder in a way, but you know you're doing it for God. But that's just one thing. But you're out there where, like you said, from 8, 9 to midnight, and then sharing the gospel. What are some of the challenges that you do face out there? I think the main challenge is, is that spiritual battle part, that um, we as as Christians and followers of Jesus, we have to... And when we're out here doing this ministry, or it could be any ministry that, that's dangerous, or where there's drugs, alcohol, violence, all these things involved, is we just always have to remember about the spiritual battle. It's a spiritual mm. battle. It's not a physical battle. It's a spiritual battle. Wow. And we're in there with drugs that, that, that bring out the, I don't know how it works. I mean, uh, it's a mystery to me, 
the, the Lord explains it in the Bible. I can understand some of it, not all of it. I can under, I cannot understand most of it, I should say. But I do know that it's a spiritual battle, and we're dealing with principalities. Yeah, and, and scripture and, reminds us that it's like you said earlier, it's not against flesh and blood, right? That's the main obstacle. Yeah. Because 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 when you go up, because we go to the camps, you know, we go hike down into the desert camps. You know, I was called to Apache Junction a couple years ago. There's a camp in the middle of nowhere. We drive in the darkness, get out of the van, walk for a quarter mile in the desert, and uh, that guy happened to be a, a street street patch pastor. They call him preacher. Just my luck. It was a great thing. We got to talk about the Lord and, and everything else. But, uh, you know, I was asked to go out there and help him to move along, you know, yeah. get him out of the area. But so, so some of the challenges you're saying is not too much, yeah, I guess the danger is part of being in the middle of the night, but it's more about the spiritual warfare. warfare. It's a spiritual warfare, yeah, because mm -hmm. it's, 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 you have to put on that full armor of God. Yeah. And, and throughout the whole Bible, I mean, it's serious. It's, it's. I know we all know it's serious, but what I, what I'm trying to say is, we have to take it serious. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, I got the Bible with me all the time. I, I, you know, I, I, I know scripture. I don't know scripture like a lot of people know scripture. I, I can barely remember somebody's name after I meet them. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? But I, I know, I know scripture, and, um, it, it's. If you're aware of that when you're dealing with these people that, that, that are on drugs or, or heartache in, in this situation, and, and, and you you ask the Lord for whatever protection is necessary for the spiritual battle, we know what it says in the scripture, but just a personal prayer, then things end up not going as bad as what maybe they could could go. Oh. You know, I've been with people when they've passed away. I've prayed with the people that are left behind. You know, a homeless person gets hit by a car and killed, and the person that's their friend, it's an opportunity to pray with them. And they're in this heartache break area, but since it just happened, they're 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 wanting help, prayer, like, and uh, and so it's not something that like uh, it's great if you go to seminary. I go to seminary, and I think it's always good to continue to learn more about the word and the scripture, right? Just to analyze it and, and absorb it and just right but sometimes all they just want out there is just a simple prayer you know and maybe that jesus loves them just that's it yeah a lot of them a lot of them are like me when i was out there i knew the lord i knew that i i wasn't gonna be or at least i didn't think i was i didn't think i'd be out there four years yeah. that's where that timeline i was talking about comes in but I did know that one day I would quit drugs mm. and, and I would become one of the Lord's workers, right? be right. one of the Lord's workers. Right. And, and I knew that. I just happened to be going through sorrow and I was self-medicating with drugs. And then I realized I couldn't, couldn't quit drugs. And, and I was... Uh, you were using the, the wrong ways to try to help. Your, yeah. Your, and and knowing that there's a lot of people out there when we when we give them our supplies yeah. that the Lord has you know given us, they say God bless you, thank you, may the Lord be with you. There was a couple year period now it was really the last few years, I've had more people say God bless you, thank you, uh, may the Lord be with you, 
mm. uh, that type of thing to me uh, than I have in the past, say, 15 years. You know, Joe, you got me thinking that sometimes we never know that maybe one of those homeless might be a, uh, you know, was a believer or is a believer that's just struggling. Right. You know, with some kind of substance abuse or with uh, some trauma that he or she is having trouble dealing with. And maybe a year ago or two years, for as an example, they were in the congregation, worshiping God, listening to, your ser- to the sermon, listening to the preacher, right? I mean, we never know what we might be, yeah. what we might find out there. No, that, and, that, and that, is the, that definitely is the case. I don't know what the percentage of them is, but there's a lot of Christian believers in Jesus out there that are homeless. Oh, wow. And, and, uh, and that's what, something we don't talk about. No, what gets them irritated sometimes is... is um, and it would get me irritated if if somebody was to come up to me. I never really had anybody come up and try to share the gospel mm. to me or to tell me about the Lord. But if somebody would have, I might have just got irritated with them. Uh-huh. Because I'll tell you what, I know the Lord. I'd tell them, you know what, I know the Lord. Yeah. And I'd tell them, I would probably tell them back then, I'm going through some hard times. I'm hurting. I'm crying. Um. I'll be back one day. You know, I wouldn't be mean to the person. I would just explain to them, one day I'll be back. Because what happens is, not just with me, but a lot of people that are homeless, they may look okay when you're seeing them, but when they go at night or when they go behind uh, the QT or whatever, they'll cry. They'll sob. And then they'll come out, wash their face, and they'll be normal again. But they're not normal Mm. because they're sobbing, they're crying, or they're using the drugs. Yeah, You always see them been over smoking the drugs. I mean, it's it's really hard to... It's easy for a guy like me when somebody's smoking out of a pipe with their shirt over their head for me to go up and say, hey, hey, why don't you... Have, you want some water? You need a jacket? Look, you don't have any shoes. You want some shoes or not? And for them to look up and say, well, yeah, uh, maybe I want some shoes. And then I'll say, okay, we've got some shoes. It's easier for me to do that for, than for me to say, hey, 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 do you know the Lord? I'm not saying to don't do that. I'm right. not saying that. Because I believe every every position is a necessary position. I'm a very, very firm believer in that. Every position is a necessary position. But my position is easy. That's why I say the, the ministry is an easy, easy ministry. Yeah. You just say, hey, you don't have any shoes. You want some or not? You know. And then afterwards, maybe, hey, do you want me to pray with you? Our, our, our van says Jesus on it. It says continuing the ministry of Jesus right on it. The back of our shirts say it. I tell them we have Bibles. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. they know, they know who we work who we work for. Now, now, Joe, um, I know that your wife is a big support for you, and I know that's something we didn't talk about yeah. last time we we talked. Um, how does she, how does she feel? Like, I mean, you're you're sometimes you're out there, and I know there's some people with you, or you might be alone. But it must be also challenging for her as well. Well, her and I, her and I met at the picnic. Mm. She was coming to Levine, and I was living over there on the north side of town. And the reason why she came is because she had the heart for the homeless. Wow! So, sixteen or seventeen years ago, I believe, can't remember. I think we've been married sixteen years. Um, so, sixteen years ago. She came to the picnic to serve the homeless. Right, right. And that's where we met and, and, you know, ended up getting married. 
She relies on the Lord. That's what she does. Right. And, and so God gave you someone who was going to help yeah. you. She, she, she does it just as, as much as I do. I mean, she doesn't go out in the middle of the night, but she's a part of our outreach every other Sunday. Yes. She, she does all the, the, the donations. She does, she does more, really, probably more than I do for the ministry. Wow. You know? Yeah. But, and, and um, now, as, as, as believers, Joe, I know that sometimes we kind of focus a lot as, as members. We kind of focus a lot on the us, the church. Um, and I feel that one of the reasons why I also wanted to do this podcast, uh, or we wanted us, us to do this podcast, was to be able to share the word um, through, the, through social media. But sometimes we can do it through other ways, like, you're, you're, like what you do. Uh, Joe, what can we do as a church or all the churches, just a church in general? What can we do to help uh, the homeless, for example? What can we do to, you know, to go out in the streets? Okay, so one thing uh, I thought of this uh, a long time ago um, is one of the things that, that, that people in general could do, but churches... Christians, people, you know, of God, whenever it gets extreme, and I know I'm going to answer the, the, the meat of your question in a yeah. second, but I just thought of this. Whenever it gets extreme, like 115 degrees here in, in, in Arizona, or Which is really hot, 32 degrees, you know, when it becomes freezing, it also freezes here in Arizona, or whatever, wherever you're at in the world or in the whatever state you're in, when it becomes extreme, you just need to do what, like what an outreach person does when we when we drive around. You scan. Don't get in a wreck. You know, you scan the area. You scan the dumpsters. You scan the Circle K's. You scan the bus stops. You scan the points between these areas, right. and you look for a homeless person that's dying. Mm. And you just keep going on your merry way, but you call nine one one. And you say, I just passed 38th Avenue in Butler. I saw a homeless guy laying there. He didn't look right. Yeah. I think he's dying. And and you just, you don't have to stop. I would stop. A lot of us stop. Outreach people would stop. But the general population, we would save a lot of homeless people from dying if everybody during these extreme conditions watched. And all you got to do is look. And when you see somebody laying weird, like yeah. their legs weird or their arms backwards, and they're just not laying quite right, or they're struggling. Just, just call nine one nine one one. And and I think with the amount of homeless uh, that are out there in the streets, I think we will. I know I have seen yeah. it. I know I had to call fire department. You know, call nine one one, and you know, because I had someone on the ground. Uh, the other time we were driving by and we saw someone just uh, who had had just passed away. A homeless just passed away mm -hmm. out, and like. We're talking a hundred and something degrees in the forehead right there. Um, you're like, wow. I mean, I, you kind of feel sorry for for these people, but like you're. I mean, you're right. Maybe all we, what we can do is just watch and call call for help. Yeah, that that's uh, one thing when when it's the the you know when it's extreme yeah. conditions. Uh, but then that was just kind of an overall thing. But generally, I would think is is to just share the Lord's love. Uh, I think everybody should just carry around some water bottles, some some of the soft nutrition bars, because mm. a lot of them their have their their teeth are not not good. 
Water bottles, nutrition bars, and tracks. Everybody should carry those on them. And, 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 their, and their vehicles. Yep. And then just, just uh, and then if you really, if the person really wants to, uh, you know, do, do more and, and love them more, then you can go get um, uh, gift, gift cards for, you know, McDonald's or you can get them for Circle K. Yeah. Chances are good if you get them at Circle K, people will say they're going to, uh, they're going to spend uh, it on, on alcohol. Which um, may be true, but this is my this is what happened to me. Okay, yeah. I'm not sure how much time we got, but I'll make this quick. My dad would come out looking for me. Mm. I'm three years into being homeless. I'm talking a scraggly guy, wow. sometimes wearing no shoes, long hair, no shirt, just walking around, homeless guy. My dad would hunt me down, and he would say, kind of like the way I hunt people down. Yeah. He kind of gave me the showed me how to do it by doing it to me. And he'd say, Joey, everybody in the family tells me, do not give you money. They tell me you're going to go spend it on beer or, or drugs. And he says, but I can't do it. He says, I, I, I'm going to give you $10 and, 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 and I'll bring you food. I'll find you and I'll, I'll bring you stuff. They're telling me don't help you. And he says, but I can't do it. So this particular time he gave me a $10 bill and this is my theory. Once again, I have all these theories, but it helps me understand people on yeah, the street. Yeah. My theory is the drug addict homeless person, which was myself, in a 48-hour period, our bodies will desire food. The desire for food will be greater than the desire for drugs or alcohol. Wow. Okay? So I took the, and that's where I was when my dad gave me that 10 bucks. Yeah. I didn't want a beer. I didn't want meth. I didn't want a pot. I was hungry. So I went down to the subway, but at the time for $6 and some change, I had like $1.85 left. So for the rest of that, I spent it all on, on a roast beef sandwich, the whole nine yards uh, that you get when you go to, to you know, you were hungry. Subway. Yeah. yeah. I got the whole thing, the whole meal. Right. And then I had uh, a couple dollars left, $1.85 left. Well, when I put that $1.85 in my pocket, I thought, yes, I did. I thought tomorrow morning, <laughs> I'm going to get me a quart of beer with that $1.85 that I have left which I believe I probably did yeah. the next day, the next morning, because that's how I did it. But the moral of the story is we don't know what day it is for that person. Okay. If, so, if they say, can I have two bucks? Or, you know, that's why I, I, I don't direct people to do things or to not. Sure, I, I'll tell them, yeah, don't be mean to them. Yeah. I'll say that. But if somebody puts it, if the Lord put it in somebody's heart to give them a couple bucks, well, by all means, give the person a couple Both bucks. Because we don't know what day it is on that person's 48 hours. Maybe they do just want maybe, that. Maybe that's the point. But yeah. Chances are good that maybe it's not, but it could be. I mean, for you, it's not just a theory. It's just it's experience. I yeah. Mean. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's it happened to me. And it would happen other times. I, I Back then, the, uh, the Jumbo Jack was 99 cents. Okay. You could walk in there with 99 cents and get one. And I, I, I got a lot of Jumbo Jacks instead of uh, saving my, my money for... Drugs. For drugs. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And now to to conclude this podcast episode, Joe, what do you recommend someone who might be having that same call like you? Like, you know what? I want to go out there to the, on, to the streets. I want to go to the corners and to, you know, grab some tracks and grab some water bottles. What do you, what do you, what would you tell these or this person? Okay, what, what I would tell them would be, would be to get to get training okay um 
There's that scripture that says, go out uh, you, to be wise as serpents and gentle as snakes. Right. Yeah. I mean, gentle as doves. Yeah. Well, the wise as serpent part would be the part I believe that, that, that they, I would recommend that they would get some kind of training. And I know there's training right. that you can get. Uh, I wish I, I had time to do training, you know. But, yeah. but to, to, to get training on, on the basics of safety, Mm. And, and you know that that would be the the main thing is is the, is to try not to go out there just blindly. Like you could go maybe Thanksgiving certain times, but if that person's planning on doing it regular for on a regular, I had plenty of training and experience from being out there. Right, right. Yeah. I knew what it was like, and 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 I and I and I I had on the job training basically. Right. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, I would I would strongly recommend training. And last time I, I, I'll just I'm just gonna I'm not gonna go as far as I did last time with, but this sound right here. I had my dog with me. Yeah. So for those that can't see. Yeah, it, it's a it's one of the little latch things that you use for your keys. Your keys, yeah. And I had my dog with me, and one of my my volunteers. We're all volunteers. Um, and th I had one of these hooks on the end of the leash. Mm. And I was working with a very, very dangerous man that I knew very well. And his name's Scooter. He's okay because uh, he, he's passed away. Okay. Right. But he he started doing, he did this a couple times. And that is the same sound of a, one of those knives when you click a knife out. Yeah, when, you, know? when you pull a knife when out. When you pull a knife out and you're going to go work with it or whatever, it's the same sound. Well, this guy, Scooter, pulled his knife on him lightning fast. When he heard this sound, so that's something that, that would be in the training. Is so you don't you don't go around doing this around homeless people because right. if you do, chances are good that some are going to be drawing their knives out on you because they don't they don't know that yeah. it's not a knife. And and that's something that we that maybe us that want to share the the gospel don't know about that maybe just by doing something like that. Yeah. And sometimes we might be nervous or whatever. We might just be messing with that, and right. we might actually be provoking. And can get get yeah. ourselves hurt or get someone hurt, right? So the other th one would be training, and that would be like an example. But then another one would be don't forget the Ephesians scripture, mm. Ephesians chapter yeah. six scripture, and uh, always got to have your armor on, and do you can't stray away from it. You can't you can't get distracted and talk about other things when you're with the people you're with. Yeah. It has yeah. to be solid. Uh, the Lord, Ephesians, and and. You're fighting. You're not fighting against flesh and blood, mm. and then and then just to do what what the person's heart tells them to do. They don't have to not do something because either the city or or, or whoever is telling them don't do that. Yeah, they need to they need to, to to go with what the Lord's telling them to do because I believe just like the body of Christ is the body of Christ. We're different. We're all different, yeah. and we all are going to have different things and different thoughts in different ways. Definitely, definitely. Well, I really appreciate you coming, Joe. Uh, you know, thank you for for your experience, the knowledge, the wisdom that you have given us, uh, given those people that are watching or listening to us. Um, you know, ho we hope that this has been helpful for you. I do wanted to leave you with this. It says in Matthew twenty eight nineteen. I think we all know it. This is therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So don't. Never stop sharing the gospel. We need to tell people about Jesus. Uh, and I think your favorite song that we were playing it before, uh, what was it called? 
and the voice of truth. The voice of truth. And the voice of truth, right? Yeah. Uh, he is the he is the truth, and people need to know the truth. Yeah. Uh, so I really thank you, Joe, and uh, I thank you. We thank the church. Yeah. So. All right. Well, let's finish up uh, with the prayer, and then we'll fin- then we'll get this done. Okay. So, Lord, I just want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity of just being able to talk and to talk with Joe, Lord. Thank you for. You know, some like your scripture says, Lord, your ways are not our ways. Your plans are not our plans, Lord. And the way you work sometimes is just mysterious, Lord. But everything works out for good according to your book in Romans, Lord. And it does, Lord. Sometimes we don't like it, but it works for good. And I just want to say thank you, Lord, for, for Joe. I want to say thank you for those that are watching us. Thank you for those that are listening to us. Lord, help us to continue to share your word and to be obedient to your call. In your name, I pray. Amen. God bless you all. And thank you, Jeff. Thank you.